at the speed of bites it's showtime it looks like we have landed everywhere we are supposed to be welcome to creative on purpose live insightful conversations with inspiring difference makers to help you live your legacy i'm your host scott perry chief difference maker at creative on purpose if you're stuck at a work-life crossroads visit creativeonpurpose.com and sign up for the free power of purpose email mini course and start crafting a life of meaning and impact today let's meet our guest josh grenowitz welcome to the broadcast please tell our viewers who you are what you're up to these days and where can people go to learn more about you and the difference you're making awesome thank you so much scott i appreciate it and i'm a, a super fan so this is a big treat um my name is josh grenowitz i am the founder and chief narrative strategist for odd duck we are a storytelling for social change communication consultancy focused primarily in the population health and mental wellness space. Um, really, how we approach this uh, is kind of through three lenses, three service uh, deliveries. Um, the first is narrative framework. So that's your strategic storytelling. If you picture, Scott, if you picture a Venn diagram uh, with kind of concept branding, um, you know, uh, your messaging framework, traditional messaging framework around like campaigns and change management, the overlap of that Venn diagram right in the center is narrative. And we believe that's the sort of connective tissue that pulls all of those things together. Oftentimes, and I learned this the hard way, uh, folks work on you know really getting a beautiful brand and pushing that out there in the world or getting all of their messaging in a row and putting that out in the world and they forget about the people that are most important, their brand ambassadors or the people who are the, the most prominent stakeholders in their work. Um, so that's that's where that third component comes in. The second piece that we do is focused on just content development all through a narrative lens. We've done um, interactive comic books for adolescent depression. Uh, we have done uh, videos um, that kind of introduce early childhood learning um, for, for parents, um, for, for low-income parents who are stretched very thin. Um, we have we have done um, all sorts of interactive platforms. And then the third piece is training and technical assistance, um, which right now is primarily focused around helping community health providers navigate um, misinformation, disinformation around the pandemic. Um, so that in a nutshell is me right now, presently what we're focused on. 50% uh, of our clients are in the population health space and really doing something oriented around um, the, the pandemic and, and handling or managing the pandemic um, or some of the fallout from the pandemic. Uh, and again, um, our, our role in that is helping create a narrative framework, a narrative strategy um, to you know, really disrupt and counter some of the misinformation, disinformation that is just you know, um, being, being kind of accepted and understood um, as, as truth or as reality. Uh, the other 50% is really focused on helping um, business leaders uh, uh, and you know, executive directors, thought leaders, to shape and share their stories, um, often of disruptive technology um, in various spaces. Uh, and so that's that's what I'm up to now. And you can find out, the, you know, if, if you look, the oddduck.io is our website. Uh, and you can find out all about uh, what we're doing and what we're up to, um, or follow me on LinkedIn. Beautiful. Yeah, and it's a it's a really beautifully designed website. So encouraging oh. folks to take a take a gander. Uh, no pun <laughs> <laughs> at uh, oddduck.io. I, I, 
I want to dive in a little bit on um, some of the, you know, the work that you're doing and, and the purposefulness of it. But I, I'm also, you know, it's interesting that you, you mentioned that narrative is a central tenant, central pillar of, of what you do. And I'm always really interested in people's own origin stories, their their narrative about how they got to what be doing what they're doing right now. I'm guessing little nine-year-old Josh did not wake up one morning and say, you know what I want to do when I grow up? I want to work in population health um, and help people tell better stories about what they're doing. Um, so just give us a, a sense of, you know, the arc of what, what got you to where what you're doing right now. And um, if there's any common thread to the the things that yeah. happened along the way, always love yeah. to hear about that. Awesome. Yeah. So nine-year-old Josh probably wanted to be either Buckaroo Banzai or secretly still wanted to be a ninja. Um, so yeah, you're right on that. Um, although I probably also harbored uh, the desire to be a writer. So I'm not too far from where, where nine-year-old, he wouldn't be shaking his head. Um, I have a personal origin story and a professional origin story that kind of coalesce in Odd Duck. So I'll, I, I'd like to share both if, if you're interested and you think it would be of value to your audience. Uh, the personal um, uh, origin story is really, uh, so um, my mom is an artist and uh, a do-gooder in the world, so environmental issues. She was an early childhood education teacher for years. Uh, dad is an artist, a poet, and a storyteller, and he's also uh, an amateur folklorist. And so um, kind of the the two coalesced. Um, and you know, that's, that's sort of where those, those passions were first cultivated. Um, when, you know, I started kind of picking a career, um, I chose uh, psychology. I was less interested in sort of documenting um, those stories and the folklore and more interested in understanding the purposes that they served us. Um, I know this is right up your alley, Scott, but, you know, a lot of what drew me to psych was Jung in the first place and sort of understanding that the Jungian archetypes and everything. So that's that's the direction that I went. Um, but, you know, I needed a job and, you know, Jungian analyst wasn't uh, being posted on monster.com at the time. So I went into social work, um, kind of burnt out on social work a bit um, after about six and a half years of working with runaway and homeless youth. And I said, okay, I need to do something that's in the social service space um, that uses my skill set, um, but kind of combines it. My professional origin story starts um, when I was working for a, uh, a pretty um, uh, controversial uh, public safety or public health approach to public safety. And uh, Basically, the, 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 the short version of the story um, is that I was the director of communications there. I was promoted to the director of communications position, and a large part of my role was to help kind of roll out this initiative nationally. We had probably a, a little over two dozen sites in Chicago. We had a fledgling pilot in Baltimore, and we wanted to expand uh, coast to coast. And so at that time, we had a uh, four-year uh, or four university, three year independent evaluation that was conducted of the project showing um, effectiveness in communities up to 67%. We thought, I thought in my naivete that once that evaluation hit, all of this endorsement, all of that goodwill um, would lead to, you know, folks pounding on the door, rolling out the red carpet, wanting us to, to go everywhere and be everywhere all at once. Um, and, you know, the evaluation came out, it was released to the public and nothing, crickets. 
Uh, simultaneous to that, Scott was uh, a documentary film that was being made about three of the community health workers that were doing this work. It really didn't focus on the science. It focused on their personal stories. It showed um, sort of their, their home lives and what they were doing out in the street, and how they were navigating this work. Um, and it was all, you know, individually story driven, really immersed in their lives. It was released at Sundance, had a, a 200 and some um, art house release and then uh, aired on Frontline um, on PBS. And everything that we thought was going to happen with the evaluation happened with the documentary. Every city was, was pounding on our door. Everybody rolled out the red carpet. They wanted to, to completely um, adopt whole cloth, um, the, the model. And we went from roughly 28 sites in two cities to having um, approximately you know 25 cities with 50 some sites to now having over 100 sites globally uh, around the world. Um, so it's a pretty remarkable progression in basically 10 years. It was a game changer for the organization. It was also a game changer for me. I, I sort of saw this and said, okay, there's something to this. Everything that I know about health communications can definitely be infused and informed by story. I went back to grad school focused on creative writing. Um, and basically, Odd Duck is the culmination of my passion for social change and my passion for storytelling. Love that. It's uh, amazing that the, the, the power of story. So my friend Natalia Alvarez and I have done a couple story uh, telling or kind of origin story type workshops. Yeah. I've participated, uh, I've worked with Kylie Slavic, who's also um, been a guest on the show, uh, who has a real interesting approach to, to origin story. And I mean, it, for me, story is how we evolve, narrative is how we've always made sense of ourselves, yeah. our situation, each other. And so no surprise that the story approach really connected and lifted that endeavor off the ground. Do you have a, a, a particular um, template or formula or just approach to the way that you um, that you craft stories for clients yeah. or, or in your work that, that you care to share? Yeah, um, so I, I would kind of divide that into two. So we do have um, what we refer to as the disruptive storytelling process. Um, and it's really kind of like a, a six session um, accelerated sort of, you know, we'll, we'll nail the concept branding, we'll nail the, the, the storytelling, we help tape the kind of um, the, the, the founder story and blend it with, you know, the, the mission, your mission, your massive transformatively purpose, you know, purpose in the world um, and kind of blend all of that together. So that disruptive storytelling piece um, really sort of tries to figure out, define who your core audience or audiences are, what are the, the, the main barriers to them adopting your work or your service or your product, um, and then how do you navigate around those barriers? So that's, that's the disruptive storytelling approach, um, the, the model that uh, we use. The other side of that is a lot of time folks who are solopreneurs or you know thought leaders in different spaces sorry about the uh the lawn maintenance um they they actually plan it for whatever i'm doing podcasts they're like oh now's now's the time okay get it boys um so the the, the what we do is kind of work one-on-one -on -one with thought leaders um helping shape and share their stories uh and i i uh have adopted what i refer to as the braided approach 
So the braided approach is sort of, if you picture three threads, the first thread is, um, you know, their personal story and we're mining their personal story for, you know, similar to um, uh, the work that you were just talking about, their origins, how they first became passionate about this work, um, what drew them to this work in the first place uh, and, and sort of go deep on that. The second thread is your typical, like how we learned how to do uh, essays in grade school, right? So it's, you got your thesis statement, you got your first supporting paragraph, your second supporting paragraph and your third supporting paragraph, and that's all reinforcing their personal work. And then that third thread is context. So what 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 uh what is the research that backs this up? What are we're not just the research, but the quirkiness of the scientists who are doing that research? Are there historical anecdotes that you can pull in? Are there other factors that you can pull in? And then we literally braid those together um, so that you have something that's page to stage TED ready, right? Um, and so that's the other piece um, of my work that I do in the kind of coaching space. Really fascinating. I love the idea of um, weaving the uh, disruptive, the, the theme of disruption into, into the into that work. Um, so you you've touched on on purpose a couple times, and have obviously as as someone whose brand has purpose in in the in the name. Um, I, I I'm just always curious how how do you how do you define purpose and how does it how does it weave into the work that you're doing yeah yeah so i i define purpose as sort of that you know the same way that organizations have you know their their mission vision and values and and sort of build everything that they do ideally <laughs> everything that they do around that, those central tenants uh, i think we can do the same thing with our lives and cultivate the same thing with our lives and i think we live better lives for it so we are definitely kindred spirits scott definitely kindred spirits but how i define purpose and how i define my personal purpose is to shape and share stories for massive social impact that's 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 how i define my my own purpose and uh you know it's it's actually interesting i spent probably a little over uh, uh, a year kind of exploring and defining um, uh, my purpose for myself going on a journey. I know, I know you have a process for it and I wish I knew you existed <laughs> at the time that I was going through this. Um, but that's that for me, that's, um, that's kind of what, what led me on, on that path. And I feel like, you know, I, I, I have historically been and traditionally was um, somewhat of a pessimist just in my orientation. Um, once I actually solidified and defined my purpose, um, and you know, we're, we're I'm truncating, uh, you know, seven years of growth here <laughs> into a couple minutes, but I felt like having that reorientation around purpose actually gave me uh, a new optimistic lens to move forward and grow from. Um, and, you know, I haven't looked back since. Yeah, well, I I love the, what, what you shared, because although, yes, we do have a, a process to help people dial in the difference only they can make, also known as their purpose, passion. Um, there's lots of different words that we can use for that. Um, that process evolved from my own experience mm. and trying to figure out what my purpose was. But, you know, part of it was also where, you know, where do you find this thing? Um, yeah. You know, what I what I have found is that there's there's two narratives around purpose that were fed to by society, by the culture. The first is purpose is out there. You need to go find it. And once you find it, you need to monetize it. OK, so mm -hmm. 
go west young man find your purpose <laughs> and then there's the oh your purpose is you know inside you and you need to excavate it you know, find your purpose within and then you can bring it forth and bring it into the world and um you know the the polling shows that 80 percent of people that are asked to define their purpose can't do it which mm. means that you know that although we talk about the importance of purpose all the time uh that conversation in, invites 80 percent of the people listening to you know shame and suffering because they they haven't yet found it so i'm i'm just curious about your in your in your journey your seven year journey to kind of dial dial your purpose in and start living into it you know what are the insights what are the takeaways what what were the aha moments about you know where purpose can be found and and how people can start living with for and on purpose yeah yeah no that's a great question so the first i don't know if you, are you familiar at all with uh the work of victor striker uh, Victor Stryker, Dr. Victor Stryker. So. Um, so it's it's Stryker, but it's spelled stretcher. <laughs> He's a public health leader. Um, and what he did, Scott, is he looked at um, kind of existential crisis as through a public health lens. So as sort of an epidemic, right? And so this this lack of meaning in the world um, in, in an epidemic kind of lens. And so I had encountered him around the same time that I was sort of floundering and trying to find, you know, my own kind of definition, my own purpose. Um, so, so that was, that was helpful just kind of characterizing. And then that led me back, you know, kind of retreading, um, some of the, 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 the sacred ground of, you know, kind of the, uh, the um, ambling adolescent, uh, you know, the existential works, you know, Camus and Sartre and, and Nietzsche and so on. Um, so th those were all factors in it. Um, Stephen Kotler, who's a uh, uh, kind of flow expert, flow researcher, his work was really helpful as well. He wrote uh, uh, Rise of Superman and um, Art of Impossible. Uh, and, you know, uh, some of his, his stuff focuses on kind of figuring out what, what your passions are and the intersections of those passions. Um, so I did a lot of that work uh, as well. And it was really just sort of kind of doing that internal, you know, exploration, meditating, practicing uh, Qigong regularly, um, and, you know, really just trying to push myself um, to sort of find, find some definition that felt right um, and that made me feel right in my skin that helped sort of solidify this purpose. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I hope that answers your question. I'm no, sure. it really does because <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny to me how um, most thoughtful people um, do, you know, had this journey of struggling, spending some time out there in the desert and the wilderness, trying to, to, to figure this thing out, this purpose thing out. Um, and the common thread seems to me to be that um, purpose is, is less of a destination, whether it's external or internal, and more of a process. And what, a, you know, through your, um, through your practice of Qigong and meditation and, you know, learning from mentors, uh, virtual and real, you know, it's, you can't, you, you, you arrive at your purpose not right. by searching for it outside or within, but by purposefully stepping into every engagement, every opportunity, every relationship with, for, and on, on purpose. And 
you know, so purpose is is more uh, a, a, a story around emergence mm -hmm. than a arrival. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a powerful message for anybody that's tuning in, because again, most of us, um, if we have found purpose, there is a, um, a saga to go along with it. And if we haven't, it can be a real invitation to um, feel less than, and that's something I would encourage people to um, try to uh, talk themselves through because we, we have all gone through it. And even for someone like you or I, and I'm curious about your, your experience, um, having arrived at some, some semblance of um, I, uh, identifying a purpose and trying to live into that purpose, I don't really get the sense that I have um, arrived anywhere that that this it still feels like there's there's a, a point on the horizon purpose wise that I'm stepping into without a clear idea of exactly what that would be. Yeah, I, well, I, I feel I feel like that's the like that's the the thing about purpose too is you're constantly living it, right? Like you're constantly adding to it, you're constantly deepening your engagement with it. So it's not like a one-off, like, well, it's discovered. I'm just going to put this in my back pocket and, you know, head out. Like it's, it's never like that. It's like, once it's, it's found, it's like, it has to be nurtured. It has to be cultivated. You have to kind of like breathe life into it almost. Um, but it's reciprocal, right? So it breathes life back into you as well. Um, especially when say there's a global pandemic and a lot of social unrest and a lot of uh, tumult. Um, that you can still sort of have that North Star to help advance you. Well, that's a, an, an excellent point, um, because one of the things that also comes up over and over again, and you could look at historical figures like Lewis and Clark, who, you know, there's depression involved and a sense of aimlessness and, and uh, you know, uh, contemplation of suicide. And then this incredibly challenging mission is bestowed upon them and nobody could have been more purposeful in their pursuit of finding the Northwest Passage. And so, um, you know, just this idea that, um, you know, the challenge is probably an indication that you're, you're on a path worth continuing to yeah. pursue and, and, you know, Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning. Well, that, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's totally on point. And, and I'll say too, like, so, so I formally launched my agency right in the thick of the pandemic. Like we started, so we, we, we sort of started um, in 2018. My wife and I both lost our jobs at the same time. <laughs> so it was like, whoa, okay. Um, and so that became like a test run. Uh, and, you know, honestly, Scott, I never missed a paycheck. So I, you know, what, as, as soon as, you know, my, my sort of the severance was paid out, um, I already had gigs lined up and was already kind of, you know, hitting my stride. I found another job um, shortly after that. And I went into that job saying, this is what I, what I want to do, but I'm doing this as my side hustle. And I really want to launch in 2020, <laughs> you know, which, which wasn't, wasn't, you know, wasn't the, you know, like I didn't have the foresight to be like, huh, maybe that's a bad time to launch, but you know what I did. And I launched exactly on schedule. Um, and the timing ended up being perfect in a lot of ways because, you know, again, going back to purpose and sort of that, that weird sort of 
the serendipitous nature that presents itself, which I think you and I could probably geek out on for a whole nother half hour, um, that serendipitous nature that sort of um, reveals itself when you're kind of living your purpose, right? Yeah. Um, and so it was just sort of like I launched and, you know, I had clients at the ready, you know, and so, you know, I, I, I haven't looked back since. <laughs> Well, the, the 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 takeaway for me, or the, the insight in in that share, is that um, you know, I have a, a riff that I do on being a possibilitist, and it's whatever you're facing, there is always an opportunity, despite the the face value of you know being a, a serious setback or misfortune or being an obstacle or a challenge. There's always an opportunity. And it's the only way to uh, realize the opportunity or find the, po the, the possibility is to step into it because yeah. you're always going to be putting yourself into the next situation. Um, it, and, you know, so many people, um, you know, find them in the, in the, in the, when faced with challenge, uncertainty, adversity, and all that want to sit and wait to see what happens which is, uh, you know, not that you shouldn't be thoughtful and deliberate and purposeful in the way that you're approaching things. But, um, you know, as Robert Frost said, the way out is through. And so the only way to get through is to actually uh, do something. And so I love that you also kind of, um, the second to last question is always around, um, you know, around a misfortune or, or a mistake. And it sounds like you and your wife losing your job at roughly the same, your, your, your steady gig at roughly the yeah. same time um, is, is a great, uh, testimony to your ability to navigate through that sort of challenge. So the last question is always around just, you know, this is a show um, where people are coming for insight and inspiration to help them uh, de discover, develop and deliver on their promise, their their purpose, whatever it might be, and to um, build some sort of endeavor that um, will fuel them with a sense of fulfillment and sense of flourishing, sense of identity uh, and meaning. So for the people that are tuning in, if there's just one final, um, if there's a quote or a, a resource or an idea that you could share that would help someone take their next step into the possibility and, and their potential and the difference only they can make, what would you share with them? Yeah, I, I well, I, I honestly, you, you, there was a lot of gems packed into what you just shared. Um, and I don't, I would say just, you know, exactly what you said, like pushing out of your comfort zone is the best way to grow. And, you know, there's, there's things, there's circumstances, of course, that push us out of our comfort zone, but there's also, you know, opportunities that are sort of just, just in front of us or just slightly out of reach. And we can, we can rationalize and, and talk ourselves out of not taking that step, not moving forward, um, not pursuing them or, or, you know, telling ourselves that the timing is just not right. But the thing is, um, you know, it, the, the timing is never going to be perfect to do the things that you want to do. Sometimes you have to launch a business during a global pandemic. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't have a choice but to line up clients, you know. And and so I would say, like, like there should be, I think the, 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 the secret to growth um, is sort of constantly pushing yourself forward and pushing yourself just slightly outside of your comfort zone um, at incremental stages uh, to sort of move forward. 
Yeah, I love that. Uh, growth growth requires challenge. The plant does not, uh, the seed does not grow by not pushing through the resistance of the soil above it. So I, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Josh. And thank you everyone for tuning in. And we appreciate you lending us your valuable time and attention. We hope today's broadcast motivates you to take a bolder step into possibility living your legacy. You can learn more about Josh and the difference he's making right there at oddduck.io. And of course, it's always fantastic to see you at creativeonpurpose.com as well. Now, take the insight and inspiration from this conversation to fly a little bit higher in the difference only you can make. Josh, thanks so much for your time and, and uh, wisdom that you shared with us here today. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you. And